0: Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. We are your hosts. Yes. Karen is not feeling well today, so she is home. Sick. (laughs) Poor thing. I know. (laughs) She texted us this morning and was like, I just, I'm sorry, I can't. So anyway, I'm glad that she's not here giving us whatever crud she has.
1: (laughs) But we are back at Suzanne's office again. Yes. And it is another beautiful Atlanta day. (laughs) Yes. And we have a great guest.
0: So let's get to it. Okay, so I'm going to start because, um,
2: because I was Because you're just... a microphone hog? Okay, that's fine. No, oh, she fi- oh, She had oh, okay. Karen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Says Hello. Karen. Pot, I th-
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I will say you, Caroline, have the best right now because of the all this stuff oh you have right. You've got a long list, Like, I feel I'm like sure. everyone, like, Karen had her basement, so it was really nice that we all followed along, and now
0: you have a house saga. I have just so many things, but... That's some. great. Narrow okay. it down to two. So we closed, yay! Oh,
1: yay. yay. congratulations! I know. I know. Very, Very exciting.
0: Yes, which my in-laws are wonderful. All right. But here's the problem: all of our stuff is in storage. I did a terrible job packing because it was—I literally was throwing things in a suitcase the last mm-hmm. minute. So I didn't pack a hairbrush, <laughs> and I have actually a whole—I like a really nice hairbrush. It's like, going to be hairbrush. Mm-hmm. I actually have a spare that I also packed. Oh, there you go. So with I like your just hairbrush. out of. Like precedent. I don't want to buy another right. hairbrush because I don't have three hairbrushes. And they're not inexpensive. Right. Anyway, that's beside the point. My hairbrush, is, my hairbrush is pretty normal. <laughs> I'd I'd be fine going to the store. Mine's special.
1: Is your special mm-hmm. too? Yeah. Is yeah. it like a Mason and Pearson? Well, I have or? one that's
2: for wet hair, mm. so it yes. doesn't break your hair when you brush it wet. And then I have uh, a, you know, a nice, I don't know what it's made out of, but round brush, you know, so yes, heats like a heats up and then it brush. cools. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. Same. And a round brush for blow drying and a paddle brush for like yeah. Brushing but I have it. an extra paddle brush it's not a wet brush I'll bring to you if you want to
0: borrow oh my god yes can mm-hmm. I because yes. I want to give it back
2: yeah okay I'll write like example. I don't
0: want more stuff you know what I I'm saying this thing. is what we're doing yes and, everyone
2: um, there are
1: different hair brushes I own one can't tell you <laughs> what it is it's a brush you
0: just have good hair you hair Taryn just leave us alone mm-hmm. <laughs> back <laughs> away okay but my actual trial trial. no well that is I mean that could be one I don't feel like that's super interesting though but Mm -hmm. we had a crane in our yard on day one of the animal or the piece of machinery oh a piece of machinery huge huge crane I'll put a photo um because it was crazy but there is a gorgeous gorgeous 52 inch white oak and it was probably 52 inch in diameter yes Wow, huge! I'm like huge. that's a short tree. Okay.
2: No, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> diameter,
0: <death."> yeah, okay. <laughs> ginormous <laughs> white oak, so pretty. But it was a foot from our house, and it was causing structural damage, so we had to have it taken out. Oh, so God. day one of new owning the new house, we had a crane in our How yard. How much did that cost? Let me guess, seven thousand dollars. That's close. Yeah, it, oh it's gross,
3: isn't
2: yeah. it? Oh, one tree. Oh, those big ones are so I mean, expensive. They had,
0: they had to have a crane. A crane in our Mm -hmm. yard They had to cut Each limb Like down Because this wasn't A dead tree
1: And we've had Dead pines And they like Scurry up it And then chop in chunks You know
0: Yeah and mm-hmm. it was, you I know, we they just had this done at our tree. old
1: house too, and mm-hmm. that's what Front they house. did, you know. The, yeah, the, yeah, but for dudes, this, but this, they is, literally had to have a crane. So oh, yes. yeah, okay.
0: And it was like not a dead tree. It was mm. anyway. So that's a major bummer. And what did they do with all like, that wood? Well, we saved some. <laughs> they chip <laughs> oh my gosh. it. Yeah, yeah. They but had it's chip-
2: white oak. Like they chip it and make mulch and stuff.
1: Well,
0: supposedly they're selling it to someone. I hope they do because that's gorgeous wood. We saved some of it for firewood. We were going to save some of it to do a mantle out of, Mm -hmm. but in order to do a mantle that wide, we would have to do, like, a big, long length, Mm -hmm. and the length, because of how wide it was, it would have weighed, like, 2,000 pounds. Wow. And so we were like, we can't, like, move it. You know what I mean? Anyway, so it didn't—we have some firewood, but other than that, it's— Gone. I don't know someone's picking it up, but um, so that was kind of a bummer. Tara And wants then, to make a console.
1: Oh my god, uh, no, even just like a farm table would be amazing to be I, like this was from the yard, anyway. Sorry, I know, but it's gone, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, Why it from your we, we thought about it, and it, it <laughs> really wouldn't be about, too expensive to even like, with tra- like everything how do you you're doing? transport?
0: A 2,000-pound you – You'd
1: have to literally, like, hire someone to come get that one chunk to then mill it for you into planks and then have someone – yeah. So it's – yeah, I understand. <laughs> it just, like, in my head, I'm try, like – we were wood. sad,
0: and yeah. we were mostly just sad to cut that gorgeous tree yeah. down, but it was causing structural damage, and we felt like if we didn't do it now, we'd have to do it later, and then – anyways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that wasn't fun. But then – and then, okay, here's sort of another trial, trial sort of <laughs> – well – I don't have I'll a see.
2: trial, so you can have two. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> this weekend, uh, there's like so many things happening, but essentially we needed to go ahead and take down. I want to remove all the upper cabinets and I'm going to put it in open shelves. The upper cabinets were perfectly fine, but I felt like they were short and stumpy and. They didn't go all the way to the ceiling, mm-hmm. and the ceilings are only eight feet. So it, move them to
2: the garage, it's good storage for your garage. Yes, okay, we, yeah,
0: we didn't get rid of them. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Um, smart mm-hmm. tip. Yeah, tip. yeah. I mean, the cab is perfectly cabinetry. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so we were mapping out where the um, shelves going to go, and then I'm putting some sconces, like a pair on either side of the window, and then another kind of on the wall, so it'll, it'll kind of go in a sequence. But um, we mapped them up there, and we drew them out, and the sconces that I ordered were ginormous. Mm, sounds like <laughs> my a head, problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, I was like, okay, 10-inch round. That's not so big. But then once we got it next to the window, it just looked so stupid. So I'm having to return those and order a different sconce. That was kind of a like.
2: Do you know what I did Reminder I was to measure. doing my sconces down? I was moving my sconces from the living room to the basement to install over the bar on a mirror. So they had to drill the mirror, cut the mirror. So it had to be really precise. And I had to make sure I liked exactly where they were and that I liked them there. So I printed out an actual size photo. Yeah, that's smart. And I taped it up on the wall. And then I could adjust exactly. And then, you know.
0: But that's essentially what, well, that's a
2: better Um, pre-plan. Like you had the actual sconce.
0: No, no, we didn't have the actual oh. sconce. We just drew because oh, okay. the sconce is round. And so we just drew it oh. on the wall with a sharpie mm-hmm. just to see Got it. where it's going to go and where. Anyways. Um. because the husband's even before, artsy. He you're just sketched something, it. You printed it. He sketched it. Before you buy it online, just print it out.
2: Right. Print, print right. it out real big, the exact size. Yeah. Tape it up and then enjoy it before you purchase. Yeah. But anyway,
0: so that was. Um, but the good news is we closed. Yay. Yay. And we have so many projects we're doing. None of them are like fully complete yet, obviously.
2: You said so she's not
0: under overwhelmed. You're
2: like, oh, "I'm so calm."
1: She's so calm. No, Doesn't she seem all calm? she's going on No, with I am so overwhelmed that
0: at this point I just Give have us to another be like trial.
1: I don't have step by step. Yeah, I don't have anything super interesting today. So fill everyone with yours. <laughs>
0: No. She no, she's and literally her funny, like, house I know. I mean, I have just so many other things, but it's not worth talking she about here verbalize. because it's not. It's. I mean, so Will's out of the country. Decorating. We. It's. I'm like driving all over town. Hmm. Okay. It's just. This too shall pass. It's. Yeah. What's your I'm just, like, date. We don't know yet. Okay. What's your um, goal? Two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Two or three weeks. Two like weeks. end of June. All right. Is my goal. Keep us posted. So. Anyways, but it's good. It's just like in a transition right now mm-hmm. which is I'm like a person that I like to, to everything to be in its place I don't like to be like part of me doesn't even like that aspect of traveling like not having all your things yeah, and we know. not being unpacked yeah. you know like I hate you gotta have your cubes you gotta have your storage <laughs> cubes, cubes in your I suitcase like, I, I just like a cube. organization okay? you're very organized I don't like feeling unsettled but it's cool it's temporary so yes preach Taryn
1: preach. you go my trial is my husband has just given up on the yard, I swear. <laughs> like, we made that whole, like, you got the house, like, meaning me. And he has the outside. He's and not then, holding up his yeah. house. <laughs> and I'm like, I think it's time we hire someone. Like, that, like, it's, so it actually stems from, there's po- we have poison oak or poison ivy. I'm dumb enough that I don't know the difference. I've I don't really it either. Yeah. Either way, I'm allergic to it and David's really allergic to it. Um So if we're like pulling it at all, even with gloves, like we have to wear long sleeves, gloves, wa- like use the scrub after to make sure. And we- there's just so much of it in our yard in the summer is when it all comes out. Why
2: don't you get the goats?
1: Yeah. Well, this goes back. This My husband's given up on the yard. He's oh. like, because... You know, our long-term plans are to kind of like... Chop that house down. Chop the house down and redo, like, just... he He's like, it doesn't matter what the yard looks like. It doesn't matter what the house looks like. Okay, he
2: sounds like my neighbor. <laughs> Who has allowed the ivy <laughs> right. to grow
1: up over the side of his house, so no windows
2: are visible. Is this going to be your house before you knock
1: it down? <laughs> Well, it won't because I'm in there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I spent my Sunday doing yard work because I could not... Because now my son comes out, who's little, and he's toddling on the back porch, and... There's little bits of that because it grows up that uh, right. you know the poison oak and ivy, and so like there was a little bit like right on the edge of the porch and like right as you walk down off the porch where he like and he's like playing and yeah, picking up things it. and putting everything in his mouth mm-hmm. and I was like,
0: this and he's could be at that age where you're like, you'll say Elliot, no, don't pick that up, and he probably looks at you like yeah, but. and
1: all it has to do is pick it up and he'll yeah. have it. so that's mine. I'm like. David, we can't give up on the yard yet. We live here, so <laughs> that's my trial. But I'm married to it, so I'll figure it out. Did he pick up any
2: uh, internal work
1: since you picked up some of
2: his external work?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, let's talk
2: no, about. He let's it. talk about the exchange. Guys, the exchange rate is not good. <laughs> Maybe it's you
1: should good. outsource a little bit,
2: um, like like a seasonal cleanup.
1: Yeah, I just you know it's so expensive. We had them like quote our yard, mm-hmm. and it's not that big of a yard, mm-hmm. and it was it was. Lots of monies. Tell me how much. Two grand. For one cleanup? For one cleanup. What is in your yard? That's what I'm saying. It's like The locking nuts monster? <laughs> that's what it sounds like, right? It's not that big of a yard. It's and now okay, I, there's and, just lots of things in it. Okay. And I don't know if it's our location too that they that like is expensive. It's yeah, so to be like, okay, yeah, let's do this when we're capable, we just don't have the time. Well we're all and, capable. <laughs> Well, yeah, I feel better outsourcing things I'm not.
0: So what is, I'm confused as to how it's too great. Like what, what, what did that include? Just getting rid of the poison ivy and
1: poison oak? No, that's like just doing just the whole front to back, clean. getting it. And then from like there. Like planting they can, or just maintenance of it? Maintenance. Yeah. like the And it doesn't time. look like Karen's neighbor. Yeah. I I mean, yet. we're, we're not great, <laughs> but we're, yeah. Yeah. Being
0: the optimal. Word. So
1: anyway, I just, yeah, it's, I, to your point, I need to figure it out. And I have and that's my trial. Do you have a time frame on ripping your house down? That's what I'm saying like we don't. Well, we don't okay. have then you that's can't get up maintenance. To, yet. Yeah. That's my husband's like forget it. Everything doesn't matter. Do you matter. have Do you have
2: the app next door? Yes. So get on there and see what people are recommending for affordable yard service and find cuz in my neighborhood there's teenagers that do it. There's mm-hmm. you know you could that's get, a good idea. you need yeah. to get some more quotes besides that one and then give up.
0: Yeah. And Karen's don't do what I did which is because we had that same problem, like we were going to do our second story. So there was a lot of stuff that we never did. Then we just gave up on the second story idea and decided to sell our house. And then we you had all anyway. this stuff that, yeah. Or you just have to accept the fact that it's going to be like a negative when you try to sell. I mean, I know y'all probably will do your your plan, but you know. just never know. I, know. I don't know. I think he's just
1: expecting to just all crawl up and. We're just going to die inside the house. It's going to eat you, that poison ivy. That's how it feels currently. Anyway, that was my triumph. So what's yeah, good trial. thing? <laughs> yeah, give us a pop. Um, my triumph is that I um, was watching this plant video the other day, and you're supposed to aerate your indoor plants. So I did, and literally within like the next day, it looked much happier. What'd you do? Like poke pencil in the soil? Yeah, usually like a what? straw or a pencil, and you kind of like move that soil because it doesn't huh. move it doesn't at all because it's inside, so it get, just gets so stale. So, so it's you're almost like, to stab like worms. It and Narrate it. Yeah, so like worms. Like there's no movement. There's no you know. So Straws. it's like
2: smart.
1: Yeah. So anyway, I was like, or pencil, whatever. You, anyway, I it really did actually help. I like aerated it. Did that's what that's kind of plant on. was it? Is this the one in Elliot's
2: room in the planter? That he yes. eats the dirt out of? Yes, that okay. one. Okay, okay, that one. Yeah. <laughs> that, the the, the <laughs> delicious dirt. He likes it. A1 approved by Elliot. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: anyway, so that was my tip for you guys today and my cool. triumph. All right. Well, we're going to have to link to that plant cool. aeration video. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, me.
2: Like yes. I said, Your turn. I don't really have a trial. I feel like I had one, but I forgot what it was. But my triumph, you guys. Is that I got the patio down and everything was in place for the big graduation Yay!
0: party. Yay! How was the party? Oh,
2: the party was good. The party started at one and people didn't leave till like one in the morning. So it was that's, a long yeah. party.
0: That means mm-hmm. it was a good party though.
2: Yeah. But I mean, the day before, 24 hours before, I was like, this isn't happening. It's not happening. Uh, under, like, my whole driveway was just full of trash, you know, from the construction and stuff and everything. And Joe corralled those two boys of mine, and they got it done. My side yard was full of stuff, you know, like wheelbarrows and lumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but no one know, saw it; it's fine. No one saw anything, and it was great. It was hot as it could have been, like ninety-four degrees, but
1: it went out without a
3: hitch. Yay! Yay! That is oh, awesome. good job, and the man! That they got it done is so impressive,
1: and it looks so good now. Oh my gosh, I bet you love looking out your back window.
2: Oh, I just sit back there now in the yard and stare. There's, I've got my string lights up and. It's
1: good. good. It's Aww. good. It's so the opposite finished. of my situation. <laughs>
2: yeah. I do have a slight trial in that I'm having I had this um we moved our backyard stairs and so now under the stairs I had my guy build a little storage closet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's smart. So I could put my like uh, what do you call pull toys and noodles and stuff in there so they're not always laying around. And I want to devise ways in which to store these items so they're not all just thrown in there. Yeah, that's true. Like a noodle. like what? Well, I've already got like a little thing in my mind designed for that that I'm going to have my guy build.
0: PVC pipe? Well, I was just
2: going to just do like mm. a little um, cage like with wood. So it's, you know, one sort of near the ground and one like three or four feet up. So you just stand them in there and they stand up because they'll stand up. But it's like wrapping wrap paper. Um, yeah, it's like wrapping paper. But then I've got these floats that I want mm-hmm. to. So anyway, I have in my mind ways for all this to happen. Right. Right. And of I'm course. explaining this to my husband. Here's his answer, y'all. You're over-engineering this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just engineering it. I'm not over-engineering it. I'm making it a Yeah, plan it wasn't engineered at all. For the closet. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what one does. You look at what you have and then you make a plan for its storage. And he thinks that is insane. <laughs> and I'm like as you should be doing for your tool closet uh, hint hint but anyway
0: is his tool closet in the basement it is so that probably drives you insane well it has doors I don't see it okay that's good I get that closed
2: because
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not organized Mm-mm. so
2: yeah I don't think that's over I love I you think too that's totally you're valid. both just
1: both of you are very I just love y'all's structure it makes
2: me so happy to open a closet and everything's in its place oh, it's yeah. just joy Joy. Joy. Did I say joy?
0: Uh, Okay. Here here is – why don't you just cut pieces of PVC pipe and drill them to the wall so you don't have to build something, you know? I already told my guy he's building it. Okay, never mind.
1: She's a guy. He's building it. Yeah.
2: John. John Page. Shout out John Page. I love you.
0: (laughs) I do. He he, he is on board with all of your crazy ideas, like your – your thing to turn the faucet on oh no he yeah. was not he did not like that idea the hole in okay the glass. true but he, he did it
2: me. anyways he did it anyway he so that's sort of on board yeah yeah he's a little <laughs> stubborn too but we all we all get there eventually i'm like chinese water torture i've been told before like i just drip on you until you <laughs> obey me so that's my method <laughs> it works <laughs>
0: with crazy eyes crazy, yeah, eyes, crazy over there. eyes it's all fine <laughs> all, right. all right I think it's time to get to our guest and y'all I really enjoyed this guest so let's get to it <laughs> All right, our today is Tori Alexander. She is a designer in Nashville, Tennessee. And you know what? I actually found your um, work because you used one of our day beds in a project, a nursery, I believe. And I think I saw it on Instagram. I was like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful nursery. And I like had to send it you to our love. social media girl. I was <laughs> like, look at this. We need to, I don't know, something. <laughs> it's so pretty. So... Um,
3: Anyways, thank you for coming. Well, thank, thank you so us. much for having me. And I'm very flattered that you're familiar with that work. <laughs> I cannot, like, overly take credit because that was the first piece that the client herself had selected um, with, of course, my blessing. But uh, it's a beautiful piece. It's in the Suzanne Kassler uh, blush linen. And mm-hmm. it really is what anchored the whole room.
0: It, yes, the, it, you had a... Um fabulous like stripe wallpaper in the room and the walls were uh or sorry the ceiling was vaulted and so I loved the way the um the stripe sort of camouflaged those funky angles and um it made it feel almost like a little
3: Blush pink, big top. Was yeah. that ha- that was hand painted? So yeah, a lot I of people sure think right. it's wallpaper. But it does fact, at first. It's it's stripes, and um, what I did was I actually did study uh, several examples of different. Um, Tents like circus style tents or, um, you know, outdoor tents, awnings, um, as well as several different striped fabrics and wallpapers that I did like. Um, And then I dropped the whole ceiling into CAD and really worked on the width and the weight of each of those stripes. I know that sounds so silly, but it was a true labor of love. Um, And then we really played around with how to cut it off. Um, If you kind of look closely at the picture, you'll see um, I actually went back and hand painted tassels um, inspired by (laughs) earrings at um, the bottom of each of the, um, at the bottom of each of the stripes. So it's really special. And as it happens, that house just sold. So <laughs> I know it's funny. The new girl that's, um, going to be living there is going to ha- use it as a nursery as well, but for a son. And so she reached out to me via Instagram and I'm.
1: <laughs> Especially cause you, you hand painted those tassels. Am I- the
3: tassels. Yes. Now we did have like a handyman <laughs> paint the stripes, but- I mean,
1: But to go around that room and still finish each stripe with a tassel, which looked fabulous. So please check it out on her Instagram. But I saw you were like hand painting them. And I was like, oh, my gosh.
3: I think that I did it with a glass of wine in my hand to kind of like loosen me up. It was one of those things that like it could have taken like, it's like when you're, if you like are overly careful and measure precisely when you're hanging something, I always mess it up. Or if I'm just kind of like loosey-goosey and eyeball it, I usually have better luck. So that was the approach I took with hand-painting the tassels, is I think that I really did. It was either like a margarita or a glass of wine and like knocked it out in an hour. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) both. Yeah, (laughs) maybe both. Maybe both. I've done it before.
1: (laughs) Well, let's reverse a little, because I just to, to give a little bit of your background. So you're from Nashville originally. Yes. And then how did you get started in this world?
3: Um, so my uh, I went to University of Georgia for undergrad, not as if I did any type of post-grad work. I went to the University of Georgia, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad was a landscape architect, and so I think that I very naturally came by um, an interest in architectural studies in general um, and landed uh, in the furnishings and interiors program. Georgia's NICS, we actually have two different design programs, um, and I love where I landed, I loved that it sent me on with a pretty specific career path. I did go to work for my dad after school and I would do the floor plans, a lot of AutoCAD work. He was doing um, a lot of golf course developments at the time. And so I would do the floor plans for spec houses. Um, a lot of, you know, behind the computer in a back office with a door closed work. <laughs> that was not for me. Um, I graduated college in 2008, so it was the recession. There were not a lot of residential design firms and definitely not in Nashville uh, that were hiring. So it wasn't until... Um, life carried me and my husband and our young daughter to Northern California. Um, And we purchased a house out there and the neighbors started to watch, but it was a fixer upper, of course. And they started to watch me fix it up. And one day a neighbor knocked on my door and said, I've seen what you've done with your house and I'd love for you to come and help me. And the next day, I went and got my business license, and that's really how my business was born. Um, wow. It really took off in California. Um, it was, I pounded the pavement, I hustled. I'm very careful not to ever say anything like, I've been blessed and I'm so lucky. Now, I do think that good timing has helped me, um, but I've worked really hard, and I think that I have the skills to back it up. But um, I do still have a very loyal client base in California. We moved back to Nashville about three years ago. And again, um, you know, with a little bit of work and pounding the pavement, it's really taken off there as well. That's
1: so neat. though. So, really interesting. What, yeah. I would say what different styles, too. Do you get to stretch those kind of?
3: Yeah. So one thing that um, I would say about me is that I drop the ego to design a lot. This is not about my style. <laughs> um, I am shameless, I am in this for the money, and that means making clients happy. And. What I try to do is pick up on their style and bring it together, give you the best version of your own style. So absolutely, yes, my California clients are a completely different look than a lot of my Nashville clients. Now, I've done some like mid-century style projects in Nashville. um, And right now, I would say I'm working on a project that most people would say that's not really her style, but I do think that I have a range of styles and I'm very grateful that I was forced out of my, you know, comfort zone by starting in California.
0: That's so, so, um, I'm curious, you know, I, cause I was, you know, I think if you're looking through your Instagram, it definitely feels very polished, elegant, definitely a traditional bent to it. So would you say, you know, kind of hearing what you're talking about, um, reflecting your client style, what sort of pieces are you usually drawn to in your own home?
3: Um so for my own home, and that's a little different than clients, because I'm able to collect it over time. It's not like I'm pulling it all together at once. So I would say that I use a lot of found pieces that I like to put my own spin on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether that's reupholstering something, repainting something, and I love a bargain. That's hard to shop for that way for a client, you know? Um, but I like a lot of one-of-a-kind pieces for my own home. My favorite kind of story, and I'm like, how am I going to package this up and share this whole story on Instagram? But I look at Craigslist every single night when I'm <laughs> laying in bed before I fall asleep. In my house, I like joke, I'm like, it's half Craigslist. Um, and half like four hundred dollar a yard fabric, hmm. um, nothing you know, very little in between. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this one dining table kept catching my eye, and it wasn't exactly my dream. But I was like, I can tell that that's special. Um, and we had just moved into kind of like a larger, older home, and I couldn't afford to furnish it. I mean, I had just empty rooms and. Side note on that, I would much rather see someone have empty rooms and wait and furnish the right way than rush to bring in a bunch of crap. Um, So it was my first time to ever have a formal dining room. And I just kind of thought, well, maybe maybe I should go take a look at this table. It, It would work. It would work. So it's in East Nashville, which um Growing up in Nashville, East Nashville would have been a place where, like, you were not allowed to go. Now it's very hip and trendy and expensive, and we go over there all the time to eat dinner, and um, it's fabulous. But I, uh, while my kids were at school, drove over there, and went into this basement in East East Nashville, and I thought. (laughs) Into
1: a basement. (laughs) Into a basement,
3: alone with a man. Great, great. Yeah. (laughs) And... Lo and behold, this dining table and 12 chairs for $950. I could just look at it and I was like, this is French. It's imported, it's very fine. I could not ever find any information on the manufacturer. I crawled underneath the table, I got underneath the chairs. All I knew was there was this gold detail on the table and in the pictures it looked painted but when i got there i said my god these are this is brass this is brass detail all over this table and i was like this man has no idea what he has um, so I was like, I, I will take it. Thank you very much. <laughs> and in fact, I insist you take $1,000, not the $950. <laughs> um, so I get home and I polish up the brass with some Brasso and really kind of gave it some love, decided I wanted to invest in it. And I had um, I did have the top refinished and I had a um, professional grade sealant put on it, mm. um, a commercial grade. That's something that I do really believe in when you find pieces that you love take, you know, the time to have them protected so that they will last for you. Um, Case goods, especially. Uh, But some months later, again, I'm, you know, crazy. And I look at my phone in bed every night, like everyone else, I guess. (laughs) And um, I believe I fell down a rabbit hole looking at either Cherish or First Dibs. And I came across something, I know I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. And it said, Mason Jansen dining table. And I was like, That looks like the exact same style of my dining table. And it was French. While I keep digging and keep digging, lo and behold, I found my exact same table, table only, no chairs, for $59,000, what I had paid the $1,000 for. So not even including the chairs. So that's kind of been the fun story. I feel like if I could describe my own home and style and, you know, one package story that that's, that's it.
1: I love the, um, I feel I like that's so good for our listeners though. It's so true. If you just kind of keep your eyes open and like mm-hmm. do, do the work on, you know, like make it your hobby to find pieces and you can get yeah, gems. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. It's, and I, and I like your, um, your comment about not rushing to fill the space and, and sort of waiting until you have the budget to do it Right.
3: Um, I cringe at the thought of poor quality, especially upholstery. Anything that you are going to sit on, you have to invest in. Um, so I cringe at the thought of people <laughs> not investing in the right places there. Right.
1: That, so, And the rushing. We actually heard that. We've heard that recently from designers we've spoken to, too. is just that instant gratification. And again, if you're sitting on something every day, do you really want it to be built that quickly? Like, you,
3: you no. know... <laughs> <laughs> no is the answer you are using to that it
1: every
0: single day multiple right. times so it's so okay if you you know i think a lot of a lot of our listeners are designers but a lot of them are um people that are wanting to learn how to decorate their spaces furnish their spaces you know kind of similar to how they've um seen their favorite designers and magazines and whatnot but maybe they're not quite ready to hire a designer so where do you feel like they like how do you know i guess if you don't have access to trade only you know vendors how do you know what like what's up what's down
3: what's good what's bad you know so i think that's hard i do think something you said um you have to know your own taste. Um, We all know certain types of clothes that we like. And I've always felt kind of like, if you can dress yourself, you can dress your house. Um, Mm -hmm. And break it down. Don't be quite so intimidated by it. You know, Pinterest is a wonderful tool for inspiration. Um, I've also always believed that if you really love something, it is your style and it is cohesive. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're working with all things that you truly love, not forcing things to fit together, um, I believe that it does fit together. Um, I think that if you are questioning scale, scale is, you know, without a doubt, the most important thing. And to me, where I can see where someone who calls themselves a designer or decorator, that's where professional training comes in. Um, But, you know, you can study this and find that information online Um, and measure, measure a million times. Um, Mm -hmm. But I really believe if you're starting from scratch and you don't have the budget, first of all, let's say this, design is a luxury service. That is not something I cannot afford myself. I I wish I could, but I cannot. Um, So nothing to be ashamed of if you cannot afford to hire a professional. Again, I myself cannot afford to hire me. Um, (laughs) But um, I think if you can find one place where you want to start, maybe it's a piece of art that's special to you. Um, Maybe it is a pillow or a sofa, that you have, you know, any one place to start and you build piece by piece from there. Mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of the safest, you know, way to build the room on your own. Right. Makes sense.
0: And I think that it it gives you sort of a roadmap and you can reference that art or that rug or whatever and keep going and saying, okay, like I found this sofa, you know, wherever. Does it work with this? I found this table on Craigslist. Like, let me look back at my rug and see: does it go? Do they sit together?
3: And um, one thing that I failed to say, and this is not because I'm sitting here with you. I'll say this to clients all the time: um, Ballard is without a doubt my favorite retailer. And <laughs> how I, do you find these people,
1: Caroline? <laughs> <laughs>
3: My, my, hey, I don't think this is like the radio where they call in, but if they could, like your yeah. phone lines would light up and all my clients would be like, it's true. There's like a little bit of Ballard in about every room that I do. And I tell you why. I feel like at some point in the process, it's time to clo- throw the client a bone. Hey, purchase this yourself or... Um, but what I like is that, say you cannot afford, or it's not in your budget to work with a professional designer, is that there are the customizable options and it is at a price point that to me, um, I always say it hits the nail on the head on the price point. It's not um, it's not cheap and I use that's not a word that I use lightly when I say cheap. When I say cheap, I mean it is too low of a price to be a quality product. I feel like the price point is right to trust the quality. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? totally. Um, and then just the customizable options. Um, the fact that you can do window treatments with you all. Um, And again, I can select my tape trim, I can select my material. It could be linen, it could be velvet. Um, It's been a great tool for me since I've been taking on e-design clients. And I think that for my peers, I'm in my young thirties, my clients are all, my peer clients, it's their first time to work with a designer. I think it is a great introductory tool and outlet for people just embarking on the very overwhelming world of right. trade-only design, which right. can be intimidating.
0: Well, thank well, you so those... I much. Mean, we love to hear that, and we're so,
3: thank you. Well, well it's what, we, <laughs> did we, did not it's what hear. we try
0: to do. We tried to give you the thing you yeah. know. Yeah, no, and I think that's true. And, like, Taryn and I, you know, we're and the three of us, like, we're of that age where you're talking, like, your clients and sometimes Ballard can feel like a splurge. I mean, when you're going to go buy like eight dining room chairs, yeah. That is an yeah. investment. Absolutely. as Caroline's
1: like, yeah, thinking like, about right now and she's been talking to us you know that she works with and again because we, we all love design and we love designers and we aspire to have that custom look um, mm-hmm. so you know I think Ballard's niche is that we want to try to give yeah. people well anyway
3: so Caroline's and that like, you'll have sales <laughs>
1: I'll yeah, just say true. that if, anyone, if you
3: had been my friend and just said that on the road I'd been like just wait they'll have a sale
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well it's true and then like Caroline's yeah. like well what do I do the trim of the chair and it's fun that like you can go. You yeah. can go you can to make a retailer, retailer to do that. Absolutely, of like a, right. to your upholsterer. Yeah, well, you know, they'll
3: do a great job styling your designer collections. I mean, the Miles Red collection when that came out. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but it's very inspirational there, and it shows you how to take it to the next level as opposed to all of page 23 in the catalog and sand, color, linen, upholstery, right. really shows you how to mix and match with your um, materials, and I like that.
1: You had said on, uh, there was, there's a Nashville blogger who, what's it, Blueprint? Style Blueprint. Blueprint. Thank you. I didn't, anyway. And uh, she had asked you the question, and I love the answer was just, item with the most power to transform a room.
3: Oh well, Lord, have mercy! What was my answer? That interview <laughs> was like a year ago.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you because I thought it was. I, it, it's something that's just great to tell people is you had said paint because obviously, if you, by painting a room, you you can transform it in the way it feels mm-hmm. so easily. Um, and I wanted to ask you too if you had any favorite
3: paint colors with that. That you seem mm. to yes. go to. We towards. always get questions about paint mm-hmm. color. I, I, you know, I do, and so this is so funny because I actually woke up to a text message from a client. <laughs> um, it was me, <laughs> um, and I will get back to that. And yeah. I would say yes, paint mm-hmm. is. It can just transform a room instantly, and it is a much lower cost investment than a lot mm-hmm. of other, you know, answers to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a client where. I've just have I've had this vision for her formal living room for at least 6 months and <laughs> I she is and she will not be upset with me saying this. She is my most emotional client. She is a lovely client. We have had the best time working together. But I knew that I couldn't just, you know, send in an email, hey, I'd really like to try chartreuse on the walls of your formal living room. And then I want to (laughs) lacquer the built-ins black, um, maybe with a grass cloth on the back of the built-ins. I knew that'd be too much. I had to uh, wait to package (laughs) this information for her. (laughs) And the right way. Um, and it's funny because I, well, she, she did a great job. She immediately went out. I gave her the colors. She got the samples put up on the wall. Since I'm out of town, we're texting pictures back and forth. But, um, I I told her, I said, you will get the best out of me if you trust me. And this is going to be, um, you're going to think I'm crazy when I say it. And then I showed her a picture of a chartreuse room and she's like, I love it. And I was like, to me, this is the energy of your living room. And, um, this is how we capture it. And it, she had actually mentioned wanting to do wallpaper, or a couple other things. I just, I knew it would be too pricey. So I knew paint was the route to go here. Um, and I woke up and she was text messaging me. She was like, okay, I really trust you. But like, maybe we should go more green or more blue. And I wrote her back and I was like, hey, I'm really nervous. I'm going to be interviewed on this thing today. But I'm going to call you afterwards. <laughs> Um, But I had already thought of what I'm going to say to her on the phone, which is this, is that the magic happens just beyond the point of comfort. Mm. And what I love about paint and what you can do with color in that way, unlike a very pricey fabric or wallpaper, that's something that you can't undo, what i'm going to say to her is hey let's go in and paint the walls if it's horrible if you just decide you can't live with it which i don't think will be the case we can undo it it's the easiest thing to undo to Mm -hmm. tweak Mm -hmm. um so i do love that i have found myself in a place right now where i'm really using um high impact ceilings and trim um, meaning your baseboard crown molding um door frames and doors for that matter. But um, I'm really steering away from like a traditional white on my trim. Um, What I'm doing, I'm going for something high impact, whether it be, you know, a black lack or what I just did in my own dining room was I did a wallpapered ceiling, a very daring shade of green on the walls And I'll tell you, it's taken me a minute to adjust, but then I picked up that same shade of green and I went just a couple, um, I went a little deeper with it on the baseboards on the trim and it really tied the room, you know, all together. Uh, -hmm. another thing I've just done in my house is I've decided that I hate tile. I look at tile all day long. It really wears (laughs) me out. Um, (laughs) I just see imperfection always. I, I, that is one area where I'm a perfectionist. So I thought... I can't have a tile backsplash in my kitchen. And so I pulled down all of the upper cabinets and I went with a brass and glass open shelving. But I did, I ran beadboard. And if you're unfamiliar with beadboard, that's because you're a millennial. And just think of it as shiplap turned sideways, but skinnier. (laughs) But long before shiplap, there was beadboard. And um, I painted the cabinets, the beadboard, the trim, everything in the room. This shade, it's Benjamin Moore, and it's called Roosevelt Taupe. And I love it. Um, So I'm getting, like, a little bit more daring with my paint colors. A year ago, if you'd asked me what are some (laughs) of my favorite paint colors, I would have said Benjamin Moore Simply White. Um, And I do love Simply White. Let me say that. But... um, I am getting a little bit more daring with my colors. Another good thing to do if you're struggling with paint and maybe you want hue, but you're scared of the intensity of it. Don't be afraid to talk um, to your painter or if you're painting yourself at the paint store about, um, you know, maybe go 50% on it, meaning Mm. that they can decrease the intensity by 50%, but it's still the same hue. Mm. Um, I do that a lot. That
0: makes sense, and that's not with um, the chartreuse the room
1: though.
3: No, no, we need we need some intensity on that chartreuse. Mm, yes. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, sorry I have to. I want to know. You are you finished. doing the trim can... black? Okay. On this? So on that one, we're actually keeping the trim and the ceiling the crisp white. The built-ins black high gloss. You know, I just hope the client's really going to trust me on this. It sounds awful, Grace, (laughs) if you're out there, we're going with the chartreuse. I love it. (laughs) Do it, Grace. I'm so jealous for you.
1: Hey, I hung chartreuse panels, and I have not regretted it a single moment. It's Um, a good color. It's it's
3: just one of those colors that energizes you. Yes, and that's what it is. To me, I really, I believe that design should um, amplify the energy of the space. Does that make sense? Yeah. And rather than me walking into a space and trying to transform it into my aesthetic or my style, I really try to get in touch with the energy of the space. I know I sound like very crunchy in California right now and I promise you I'm neither one of those things, but (laughs) if you go with the natural energy of the space and you enhance it, um, I find you feel something that feels natural um it brings joy and um happiness to the homeowner which is what that's all about at the end
0: yeah mm-hmm.
3: oh man i'm, I'm excited <laughs> for this room for so. please document it on your so, instagram
1: you <laughs> talked about and you've actually mentioned it in this same realm you've talked a little bit too about green and here you are referencing chartreuse and you just said at your house you did a daring green um is this something you're feeling in design right now that greens your your new kind of fun place to play?
3: It really is. Um, it's funny because if you just asked me to fill out a questionnaire and it said, what's your favorite color? I would say blue. But what I find more often than not that my secret sauce to design is green. I fall back on green so often. Um, I think that in some ways it can be a little bit more sophisticated. I don't want to hate on blue because blue is just my favorite point blank color, but um, there can be a richness. There's, I feel like a little bit more of a range with green. um, And in some ways, um, you know, more sophisticated. Um, So yeah, I fall and I'm very, I'm a gardener. So maybe that's where the love of green comes from, but I do, I do enjoy some green.
0: <laughs> I feel like every room needs some green and some blue.
3: And a little bit of animal print. Okay, that's, all right. I, well, that's, that's the secret. Just like you. a touch.
0: <laughs> just a touch. So we were talking about budget and how it can be challenging to get everything. You want your budget. you got to splurge some places, some places you have to save. And um, I feel like art is a place where it's really easy to sink a lot of your budget into it because it can be expensive, but it's so important. So I was curious if you have certain strategies or do you, you know, splurge on one piece and do something more affordable elsewhere? How do you um,
3: choose yeah, art for your Yeah, I really do. So I will tell you, my favorite way to work with art, because I think that art has meaning and it should mm-hmm. have meaning, um, I would much rather you say this is a painting that I have whether it's new to you or it's been in your family for generations, let's build the room around it rather than let's build a room and then find art that matches. Mm. That just makes me cringe. And I think because of that, that is why we have seen the birth of the Instagram pastelli abstract artist. Now among the sea of, you know, um, Averageness. there are some really talented abstract artists. So right. I, I don't want to take away from that. In fact, I personally prefer abstract art. But um, in terms of clients and art, I actually am very rarely involved in the art process, unless a client really insists, because I think that that should be something very personal to you. Um, if you are married, I feel like that's almost something that you and your husband need to pick out together, um, or your wife. I, I don't mean to be uh, you know, discriminating, but <laughs> I, I just think that that's something that should speak to you without the influence of me. Mm. So when we need to get into something to hang on the walls that I am selecting for you, and again, not that this is a paid promotion at all, <laughs> one of the first places that I'll go to for something budget <laughs> yes. is in fact Ballard. Um, y'all do a great Intaglio series. Um -hmm. and taglios are kind of a go-to for me, again, with my peer client, which is Will you explain what those are just for people who might not know? Well, Lord have mercy. I don't know. I just know that they're these (laughs) lovely little round things. I know they're not money. Um I they're just I'm gonna google they're little relief. Okay, let me see. Okay, I'm gonna pretend like I'm in, you know, art history class. I'm gonna try Mm -hmm. to define it. I think that they are like tiny relief plaster sculptures. And when I say tiny, I mean the size of a quarter. Um, And they're usually shown, they could be single, but more often than not in a small grouping, um, they're usually depicting like something with mythology. So Mm -hmm. I also like that that is something that you can get meaning behind. So I will say that when I'm sourcing intaglios for clients, I often try to find one, you know, if this is a master bedroom, and I know that they have children. Maybe I'll find one with who is the I
0: mean, um, fertility, yeah, the you fertility know, or something about or something. the mother, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
3: So I do what I like about it is that although it is very neutral and subtle, that you can find a meaning behind it. Yeah, um, and there again, with that, there's energy. I believe everything about interiors is about energy. Um, so if I am If I am finishing a room or if I am tying in wall decor into my spaces, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with a set of prints, um, uh, something that's usually going to be a nice grouping, um, you know, a wonderful mirror. Uh, But I, I do, to answer the, you know, initial question, I think that art is extremely personal If we get down the path and you don't have anything and you didn't want to start with art, then we'll head into the direction of a commission. Um, I think that that's maybe not budget friendly, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for a lot of the artists that I work with. Uh, I also think based on what city you're in, I know Nashville and I don't know about Atlanta, but a lot of our schools do as fundraisers art shows. Um, where my kids go to school, we have the Harding Art Show coming up. And I always try to take as many of my clients there um, as a way to say, hey, you get a little bit of my free time. Let's walk around. Here are 50 local artists or Southern artists where you can buy directly from them. We can see it together in person. Um, And that's a tremendous value.
0: So here's my question. If they're not Incorporating the art during the actual design process and you're maybe sort of leaving some negative spaces for them to fill later on, how, how closely should the art match the room? And I use the word match sort of roughly. I mean.
3: Well, I hate the word match.
0: Right. <laughs> like,
3: I wish I had a better word than match, but you know what I'm going but for. How, you know, how closely should it coordinate and exactly, work. Yeah. Um so, you know, I'm a person that has appreciation for like asymmetry at times. Mm-hmm. So, I would say um, you know, an elementary concept to start would be seeing some colors that tie in. I don't want to see what I would call an exact match or a near miss. I would rather see a conscious contrast always. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and so, to me if it has the same energy, and that's going to go back to something that I said really early on in this, which was if you love something, it is your taste, and it works mm-hmm. together. If you love your room and you love a piece of art, I bet that subconsciously they are within a certain aesthetic and style, and that they will work together.
0: Well, I think scale well, Scale's ch- important, though. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> are there any rules? You, you yeah, like, to like what do you
3: mean? But and scale in art is interesting to me because I don't necessarily mean. Inches and measurements, the same way that I would about the scale of a sofa, um, the scale. And this could be just the most factually incorrect answer ever. But to me, <laughs> when I say scale of art, I guess what I really mean is weight of art. Mm-hmm. So I see again a lot of my young peer clients will have purchased a large canvas that kind of has pastel abstract with not much definition. Well, even though it's large it doesn't carry a very heavy weight. doesn't really pack a punch. And so I guess to me, the scale of that is smaller than the actual physical size. Does that make sense? Mm, absolutely.
0: Yeah. That makes so much sense, I think. And
3: wow. if something is weighted properly and it carries the energy and the contrast, it might not fit whatever rules are out there about the size that it should be for the space of the wall. But if it's the right, Wait. If it packs the punch, if it has the right energy, it's right, and it will feel right in the space. Okay. So wait,
0: hold on. Let me try to re. Let me try to make sure I understand what you're saying. So, for example, say I have a super dark sofa. It's very large, and I have a painting that's very pastel, very light, not a lot of contrast. Technically, one would say it's the right size to go over that large, but because the colors and the, you know. It's not heavy enough to really, but on the reverse, if I had a painting that maybe had a really bold, I don't know, bold and heavy and drama, but it actually wasn't the right width, that could actually work. Is that what you're saying?
3: Absolutely. And I don't want to dog on, you know, the pastel abstract, I'm sure half the people out here that's exactly <laughs> what they have here so i don't mean to hate on that at all i just think that you can pack the same amount of punch with a smaller piece um so no that makes well, no, sense. Okay. to
1: your point okay so pastel big you know so you love it and maybe that is if you want people to focus on that do you put more of a subtle you know something underneath it so you are
0: looking at the painting? Or, well, and yeah, yeah. like maybe you just, instead of putting it over your sofa, maybe you put it over your bed where you're using white bedding and it, Or something Something like that. It becomes a focal point. If if
3: you really want it to be the focal point and that was our place to start, what I would say is I would consciously create the contrast between it. So maybe that dark sofa is exactly right, but maybe there's hints of blush in that painting. Maybe we go with the blush pillows Mm -hmm. on -hmm. either side of the sofa that would kind of frame in the piece and the visual plane anyway. Um, And... Color is the easiest way to tie into something, I feel like, when you want to draw attention to it. Yeah. Trains your eye to see it, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: No, I think that makes total sense. Well, one thing that I I feel like people never do with a um, sofa, and sometimes it can sort of solve the problem, is um, people always like put the sofa against the wall. But sometimes if you put it in a window or float it, you sort of... Get rid of that challenge of like, well, what on earth do I fill
3: this giant blank wall with? Like, you don't always 100%. have to shove it 100%. I very rarely am using a sofa against a wall, very rarely. And part of it is that exact problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, art above a sofa, that's, that's a tricky one. It's, yeah. it's not fun for anyone. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, something that I've learned over time and that. I feel like where I've grown a little bit more sophisticated or clever as a designer is I almost like putting, you said, you mentioned putting the sofa in front of the window or something. I have really loved learning how to use window treatments um, as a way, as a prop to help me put furniture in front of a window that I wouldn't have in the past, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. I think that that's something clever. Again, that's Furniture placement is something that I usually can tell someone who has lots of experience or training in the industry. Um, the right placement, and it doesn't always have to be one way to do it, but the right or a clever placement that maximizes the space and brings the best energy and the most efficiency to it um, is absolutely the foundation of a great room.
0: So what what do you mean by the window treatments? Like what types of strategies are you using?
3: Um, so... In Nashville, a lot of times I'm working in older homes, you know, sometimes it seems like the windows are just, did anyone even think about it before (laughs) they put the windows in certain places in the room? It's not like new construction where a bed is intended to be here, or maybe the house, right now I'm working on a hundred year old house where it truly was not intended to hold a king size bed. Right. Um, so, oh,
0: that wasn't a thing. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it did not exist. And it's all we want now. Exactly.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, so that being said, by using the window treatments, a lot of times I'll use my window treatments to manipulate the feeling that the window itself is much larger. Um, I always recommend going, you know, with your window treatments, a little beyond the window itself and onto the wall. Um, but what I can do is, let's say your windows um your headboard is going to partially cover part of one window. Um, Well, I can use my drapes and manipulate it so that it feels like it's centered between the windows. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Always being mindful of how that window treatment and how that window looks on the outside as well um, from the road. And again, y'all are one of the few retailers where you can purchase Properly lined window <laughs> treatments.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't know that how, was not a thing. I, I, well, right, a lot of um, a lot of places don't line them at all, or they're oh. lined with nothing. He- Ours are really heavy. Trust me, I've spent a lot of time steaming them, and <laughs> they are not all that fun to steam. Sometimes.
1: Well, I've only <laughs> I've worked at Ballard too long. That's what <laughs> I feel like. Half of my drapes in my house are Ballard, or they're like custom. So they're okay. So lined is the way to go, just because again, how it looks from
3: the outside in. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't. Your your mom's rules don't necessarily apply anymore. So I don't want to limit anything to saying like it has to be white from the front of the house, you know, or from the outside of the house. That's um, probably what I do in my own home. That is what I do in my own home, but. Um, It's funny, another Nashville designer, Sarah Bartholomew, I'm sure y'all have heard of her. She has a storefront and we were there recently for an event and she had these great woven um, bamboo shades that on the back had this beautifully patterned fabric. And that's what you would see from the road. So I do want to be conscious of saying it doesn't, this doesn't have to be your grandmother's Mm -hmm. rules, your mom's rules. Mm -hmm. Those don't necessarily all apply to design anymore, but I think being thoughtful of how something looks in every direction, I guess would be more of my message.
0: Well, maybe if your, you know, if your bedroom is facing the backyard, it doesn't necessarily matter if there's like a thoughtful backing on your, but if you have to walk past the front window to get to the front door and you're going to see them from like three feet away, mm-hmm. maybe you do want something more intentional.
3: Absolutely.
1: So today we have a question from Courtney. She says, hi, love the podcast so much. Hoping you can help me with my entry and front living room. I have a rug question and a design question. Okay, so our first question is about the rug. The front door opens directly into the room and I'm unsure if a rug should stretch from the fireplace to the wall across from it and have the chair sit on the rug since you will have to walk between the fireplace and the chairs to move through the room. Should I have one large rug for the room or maybe a smaller rug for the chairs and a table with the lamp? Should the rug extend from the wall with the front door all the way to the wall with the back doors? This leads to my next question. Um, And I'll have Caroline describe the room after I'm done. (laughs) Should the front living room and the kitchen be decorated as if they are all one big room? There is a beam on the ceiling that divides the two. I'm planning on finding an antique armoire to store my dishes in instead of the open bookcase. Should that stay to the left of the beam to be in the kitchen space, or can it be extended past the beam to the right? The kitchen gets much more light than the living room because the only windows in the living room are are in the door and the small stained glass window how can i tie the two rooms together the lighting really makes the front room feel separate from the kitchen lastly i feel like the walls are lined with small tables and some are antiques so i want to keep them but maybe i should move them around any tips
0: are greatly appreciated okay so you you walk into this room and it's It is a good open space, but it's a little on the petite side. Um, And it looks like when you open the door to the left, there is maybe, um, it almost looks like maybe a a staircase on your sort of left. And on the right is a um, fireplace that's perpendicular to the front door. And then if you kind of walk straight, eventually you'll sort of dead end into a French door and, and your kitchen. So I don't know. It looks maybe like it's. Nine by twelve room. Mm-hmm. It's like a petite room yeah. that you walk directly into
1: and the front door does have glass on it. So that's where she's getting the light in this room. And this house looks old. You can tell by the little stained glass window and the mm-hmm. fireplace to your right right when you walk in. Um, yeah. and low ceilings. And then it has you go kind into of a cottage
3: little- vibe. Yes. So my guess would be that from the front door to the back patio door that we see by the kitchen, I bet that's probably about twenty to twenty-five feet. Um So one of the questions that she was asking is about the rug. Mm -hmm. And I would say immediately my answer to that would be to cover as much of the area between the front door and those back patio doors in the same large neutral rug. This is a time when you'd go to your local carpet store. You want to get something that's durable. It's a heavy traffic area. So durable and neutral This is not a time for a sisal. This is a time for a synthetic. And they have great synthetic sisal looks, but that's exactly what I would picture there. Um, She does have a beautifully colored um, antique runner in the kitchen. And a question that she had asked is, does she you know, style these rooms cohesively or treat them as separate spaces. How I would kind of tie the two together would be that I would get a similar style rug, maybe like a um, vintage Ushak, um, and put that in front of my front door, something that's maybe like two foot by three foot. Um, You could tie into some of the colors from that. And my next advice, again, with tied back into our question about the rug, is should the chairs be placed on the rug? Yes, the chairs are pushed back against a wall. Um, And since that's the only seating furniture, we see lots of case goods in this room, um, which I might edit and move around a little bit. But the chairs need to come off of the wall so that it softens the space, so that you know that there is a place to sit inside this room. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was a lot of uninterrupted talking. No, no, I no, that that was perfect.
0: perfect. I well, understood what you were saying. Yeah, All and the- I almost wondered if she should pull it like up close to the fireplace and she could put like a little ottoman in between. With 100%. Some, you know, floor lamp and kind of make it, you, you know, those chairs aren't like armchairs, big lounge chairs, but it'll sort of give the feel of like, you can have some coffee here, sit down, read a magazine, you know, it'll feel a little cozier.
3: Um, And I think that if I was going around saying, um, you know, there are lots of case goods and antique pieces throughout the space, right next to where the chairs are placed now, Um, there's a small wall and it has a small kind of open shelf. It looks metal. It does look very functional. She's using it as a bar cart. mm -hmm. Um, But then there's a light switch above it and then a piece of art. The art has to be, it looks like it's a print, has to be hung at an awkward height because of the light switch, I actually think by freeing up the wall where the chairs are now, forget about this mini wall altogether. It has the awkward light switch, it has the air return. Um, That wall would completely disappear if you took one of the antique pieces that was a little bit more weighted and used the now vacant longer wall beside it and you created a more intentional vignette. Um, There are opportunities for vignettes all throughout this room. She has beautiful antique pieces. Um, And I think more intentional vignettes, based on the size of the room, I think she could have three really intentional vignettes versus six less impactful vignettes, if that makes sense.
1: Makes sense to me. No, it does. It makes great sense. Because right now she's just lining her walls with... You know, to the right, when you come in the door, all case goods, and then to the left, she has the chairs, and like you said, that little metal bar moment. So, again, you have these five kind of things your eye just continuously moves around. So, making three vignettes that your eye rest, and knows she has a place to sit, Um, I love that.
0: Um, yeah, I actually like she has like this little dresser sort of it looks like a case good with a dresser and a cabinet below it. And it's underneath the stained glass window. And I feel like that is actually an appropriately sized piece to live under that. I, I actually kind of like that. That 100% one. I agree. The other ones, yeah, do feel a little awkward. Um, but I feel like that is maybe where she can look and be like, OK, this is the the right thing so let me
3: yes i think that'll be properly weighted over there um but i do love that all of these pieces are very you know you can tell meaningful Mm -hmm. and they have energy so i think that she absolutely has the bones for a great room here with a very Cozy feel.
0: Okay, Tori. Let me ask you a question. All right. So that mini wall that you're talking about with the return and the light switch. What if she hung her um, tall, skinny clock on that wall? Yes. That way, it's she doesn't have to hang it. She can hang it next to the light switch, centered on the wall, but the light switch is still yes. Um,
3: I support that 100%. <laughs> right, cool. um,
0: and she has this, um,
1: she has a curtain rod that extends long on her front wall that the door's on. Um, and like a curtain to the right, or I guess if you're looking at the door from the inside to the left, um, which I think she uses it for privacy. Um, what would you do there instead? Because it's kind of awkward. Yes, I don't. It's like,
3: It's the wrong length. Um, I don't like the width of the pole or the finish of the pole either. So I think that you could get a much more sophisticated look as well as keeping your function for privacy with maybe a bamboo shade. Home Depot makes a great one. Um, And I would have that installed right onto the door. And that's an easy, easy thing to do yourself.
0: And doesn't Home Depot custom... Like, they will cut a shade down to fit.
3: Yes. I think there's a slightly longer lead time if you're ordering online, but they're more often than not able to – you are able to find the size that you need.
0: So then let me ask you this. What should the width be? Should it just cover the window pane? Should it be the entire width of the door?
3: So I would go – About a half inch to an inch beyond the window pane itself. If you just cover it, there will be that gap that's created in the depth. And when I want it closed, I want it truly closed.
0: Right. Okay. So maybe an inch on each side.
3: No more than an inch. Yes. I really think it's somewhere between a half inch to an inch Um, because if you go too wide, you're going to interfere with the function of the door itself. Right. Um, And you can see it's actually really pretty. um, The door itself looks new and expensive Mm -hmm. at that. Um, So you want to keep that natural finish of the door exposed, especially by the way the door is styled. And that you have the wood finish on the bottom as well. So I think it would feel um, out of place if it was fully covered by window treatment.
0: Now tell me this. Okay. I know Home Depot has 8,000 varieties of shade. What sort of finish? Because it's it's a sort of media, medium-toned brown door. Like you said, it's a very good-looking brown. Did she get... bamboo that has darker and lighter browns should she get one that matches
3: so when i'm using a bamboo shade there's a couple different options i don't like one that has very thin woven material that looks like straw that feels too islandy to me um, and always feels just a little out of place to me. I think that you can get a little bit more of a polished look if you're going with the actual bamboo pieces that are maybe, you know, a quarter of an inch, um, okay. in and width each, uh, I do like when you see a little bit of movement in the color. Um, and the color that I tend to like is kind of a medium Brown tone. I'm not as much into the honey toned bamboo, uh, shades. I do kind of like a, Slightly richer, medium-tone brown on that. Okay.
1: Cool. My last question for her um, is she's asking about, so there is a beam down the center um, of this long rectangular space, and she's kind of using that as her, as dictating like what is her. Yeah. What is the kitchen area versus a front room? And so she speaks to buying an antique armoire that's closed. Uh, um store all her dishes that are currently on an open bookcase that is to the left of the, like, is behind the beam, essentially. Does she need to worry if the armoire extends closer to the fireplace? Does she need to use that
3: beam as as a marker or no? So, when I see this, I see that, and I would probably answer this question differently depending on each space. Um, my greatest problem with her living area is that there's it doesn't look like it's a room that's ever used because there's really nowhere to sit and be comfortable Mm. um so in her case how that beam is i'm almost going to ignore that beam and by using very intentional furniture placement and like i said that i would have that rug fill the complete space um i am going to kind of intentionally create this to be a flowing space now something Mm. she didn't mention but I would assume from the beam to the kitchen that's intended to be some type of dining nook. Um, and I would keep her if she's looking for an antique piece, um, I would keep that kind of in the dining area. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also ask, you know, how the storage is in the kitchen, if that's something truly needed, because what I feel this space truly needs is a little bit more living. Um, So if there was a way for her to store the things that she's intending to use the China cabinet for within the kitchen itself, I would say to create another seating vignette or, um, you know, just an opportunity for comfort. The space is mm-hmm. craving some comfort and softness. Right. You need something that's like
0: draws you in to be like, I have to sit in that chair because it looks so comfy.
3: Yes. And I don't feel I don't feel drawn in there, but she has really great she has some great antique mm-hmm. pieces. Yes.
0: And everything is on
1: legs. So I also love something with a skirt. Like, like a skirted round like yes. in between those two chairs mm-hmm. will look so good. Yes. Because, again, that softness and welcome. And I totally, yeah. it's back to, I feel like all all the designers say, you know, a nice place to s- that you feel like you can sit and have a drink and a place to put a drink. Um, just thinking yeah. about spatially because I do think it's cute and small. It's like a petite room. So make those petite sittings like you were saying. Right. You're so smart. I
0: know <laughs>
1: <designers>. <laughs> they know right. so much.
0: Well hopefully Tori, that helps. Will you tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, see your work, all that good stuff.
3: Absolutely. Um the best way to check out what I'm doing on a regular basis is through my Instagram. That is at Alexander Interiors Nashville. Um you know, I get creative with my stories. I, you'll see I'm very hands-on in the process. I do like to share tips there. Um, a lot of construction-related tips as well. Um, oh, my gosh. You'll... You had one today. Can I cut you off?
1: It was <laughs> great. You were doing the staircase. Yeah. And you, it, you know how everyone has, you guys all know, you live in a house with a staircase and you have, like, a double-height wall next to it, and you had paneled it to kind of give this visual break of, like, this is the first story, this is the second story. It was great. Oh.
3: You're so I kind. never know how to handle those two-story spaces. <laughs> so I thought it
1: was a great... Already, I was like getting tips. Sorry, continue. I am very
3: <laughs> proud of that project because I engineered that whole foyer and drew the architectural plans. We took down some walls. Um, I brought the stairs up to code. We demoed them completely. And I actually have had the opportunity to manage the construction with that, so that's a whole different topic conversation. But I really, <laughs> um, I really am thinking about getting my general contractor's license. I think that in this uh, construction climate and this economy, there is a tremendous opportunity for a female in construction and thoughtful renovation, or at least there is in Nashville. So. I'm glad that you saw it. I'm glad that gave me the opportunity to say that. But uh, so you will, you'll see a little bit of construction on (laughs) (laughs) on my Instagram feed. But that really is the best way to follow it. From there, I have all of my contact information. I do do um, I do take on projects nationwide to travel. Um, It's not cheap, but if you pay me, I'll come. (laughs) And um, I also have e-design, which is a great, um, slightly more affordable service. And I love doing them. It's a way to uh, quickly get a whole packaged concept for a yep. room
0: i also found down the fell down the rabbit hole of your stories i loved the um farmhouse one in particular and the mead one but i loved like <laughs> i feel like in your stories that are all saved you can go in and like follow the whole
3: sort yes. of thing
0: from the beginning and that's kind of cool if you're yourself. talking
3: about the belmede one that's the belmede cape cod renovation Um, that is said grace with the potentially chartreuse room. (gasps) So pay attention to those highlights. Okay, that is a 100-year-old house that I've been working on. And in fact, then if you look at my post, like I just did... Um, you see a laundry room with this great yes. blue 12-ball paper. Oh, my gosh. That so good. that project. But that okay. was, that's my favorite type of project where it started with construction. It started with me drawing out AutoCAD designs for their bathrooms and then moved into a decorating role, which um, I, I love truly being hands-on start to beginning. Yeah. I mean start you can to tell. finish. You can tell
0: because I feel like you. you know, it's obvious you're having fun while sometimes frustrating on the job site during the construction you can obviously tell that you're having fun I there. Love it. And yeah, so that was cool. So, well, thank you so much for sitting down with us. We appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. It's been fun. All right. That's our show. Thank you for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app. Of course, find the show notes at slash podcast. Send your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. We'll answer it on a future episode. Don't forget to enable the skill on your Alexa in your Amazon account, and you can listen to the show straight from your Alexa. And follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And until next time, happy decorating! decorating.